Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I did a podcast about a week or so ago on big pool care. And this one here, I'm going to cover small pool care. And these are pools under 10,000 gallons of water. There are some things to note when you're dealing with such a small body of water. So I'll go over some tips for small pool care. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I'll touch briefly here on above ground pools because a lot of the smaller pools are going to be your above ground pools. Although I have several in ground pools on my route that are 7,000 gallons or less. But typically, you're going to find this in an above-ground pool just about all the time. And they range from 4,000 to 8,000 gallons of water. The only problem with the above-ground pools is usually they have really undersized equipment. So the first thing I would recommend doing with your above-ground pool, just because of logistics, they can't really include a full-size filter and pump, is to get a full-size filter and pump for your above-ground pool. So if you have a five or 10,000-gallon above-ground pool, I would go with a 100-square-foot cartridge filter, or maybe an equivalent would be a 150-pound sand filter. Then I would get a 3 fourth horsepower or 1 half horsepower pump on there, and I put it on a timer, and that's going to really change the total appearance of the pool, not just the physical equipment area, but the water quality is what I'm speaking of. It's going to make for a much easier pool to maintain. So with that in mind, I think there, the water, the amount of water in the pool would be about the same in an above-ground pool, and a small in-ground pool. It's just that most in-ground pool systems will have full-size equipment plumbed into it, and that's the advantage of the in-ground pool versus the above-ground pool that you would put in your backyard. First thing you're going to need to note about a smaller body of water, everything is basically rated on 10,000 gallons of water. So when you see any kind of number out there, they always say 10,000 gallons of water, which means that if you have a pool, I'm going to use a 7,000-gallon in-ground pool as my primary example here. Let's say your pool is less than 10,000 gallons of water. Well, then you're going to have to adjust down on the chemistry, and it's pretty basic math. If you had a 5,000-gallon pool, then you would just subtract everything by half that you would add to the 10,000-gallon dosage. A 7,000-gallon pool would be about 75% of the dosage of a 10,000-gallon pool. Let me give you some real examples here. And this is where it can get very dangerous if you overdose a small pool. For example, a 7,000-gallon pool, if you had a pH of 8 and you added half a gallon of muriatic acid at 31.45%, that's the strength you get at the pool store. So 31.45% of muriatic acid strength, if you add half a gallon of that to a 7,000-gallon pool that has a pH of 8, It'll drop that pH down below 6.5, and that's enough to cause damage to the equipment and maybe cause some staining in the plaster of the pool. 
So be very careful of the dosage on a small pool. For example, if that pool is 18,000 gallons, if you were at 8 on the pH and you added half a gallon, it would drop it down to a little bit over 7. And you can see that since the pool is much smaller, the effect of the acid on the pH was a lot more dramatic in a smaller pool. So keep that in mind when you're adding acid to an in-ground pool that's 10,000 gallons or less because the acid will go a long way in that pool. And I've seen many new startups of really small pools where there's kind of like this bleeding out of the return lines from the fact that they were maintaining it with too much acid and some of the copper in the plumbing and the heater kind of got dissolved and came out into the small pool. So this happens on small bodies of water when you're not careful with the muriatic acid dosage and you can overdose a small pool very rapidly. Let's look at chlorine in a small pool on the flip side of that. And if you had a small pool, let's say you wanted to bring the chlorine level that's at zero to five parts per million and you're using liquid chlorine. If you're using the 12.5% liquid chlorine, like for instance the Hassa liquid chlorine that we use on our pool routes here, you would just need one quart of that one gallon liquid chlorine to bring it from zero to five parts per million because it is 7,000 gallons of water. It's a smaller body of water, so you just need a quart of liquid chlorine at 12.5% strength to bring it to five parts per million of chlorine. So keep that in mind when you're dosing a small pool. If you're going to use a bag of Cal Hypo or a pound of Cal Hypo in there, that's going to overdose that pool. And let's say you did overdose that pool and it's at 10 parts per million, and you want to bring it back down to, say, 4 parts per million. The easiest way to do this is with a chlorine neutralizer like the sodium disulfate, and then you would add that to the pool to bring it down from 10 to 4 parts per million. But since it's just a small body of water, you want to be careful also that you don't zero out the chlorine with the sodium disulfate. So you want to add a small amount. So if you had a 7,000-gallon pool and the chlorine was at 10 parts per million and you wanted to bring it down to 4 parts per million, you would just need 4 ounces of the chlorine neutralizer, just 4 ounces. If you're familiar with the yellow treen or yellow treat, four ounces is one capful, and that's four ounces of this particular chemical. You can also use sodium bromide, like the yellow treen and yellow treat I mentioned, to do the same thing. So if you add one capful of that, or four ounces, that would bring the chlorine level down pretty quickly, and maybe close to that four parts per million. And another cup that's familiar is the natural chemistry phosphory. That little white cup on top is four ounces. So you want to make sure you don't overdose the pool with the chlorine neutralizer. So if it was at 20 parts per million, let's say you overdosed it on chlorine, you put a whole gallon in there, and that brought it to 20 parts per million. Basically, you would just need eight ounces of the sodium disulfate to lower it down to four parts per million. And you can easily overdose it and zero out the chlorine and cause like a negative chlorine level in there. So be careful with that chemical. But it's very easy to overdose a small pool with chlorine. Like I mentioned, if you just poured that whole gallon of liquid chlorine in there, that would bring it to 20 parts per million from zero pretty easily. And then you'd have to add a neutralizer to bring it back down. So the dosage in the small pool is really critical because a little goes a long way, obviously. Because we're not really used to small bodies of water in the industry. We're used to big pools. And if you do the measurement on a pool, it looks may look bigger than it actually is, but... It might be smaller than you think. So I always like to measure the pools and make sure that I kind of have an idea of the gallons of water. I measured this one pool one time where I thought it was bigger than it was. 
And I didn't account for the fact that the deep end was only three feet and I thought it was much deeper. Not sure why I was doing the pool for a while too. And then I realized that this pool is really tiny. It's actually, it was only 6,000 gallons of water because of the depth of it, even though it looked bigger. And so I had to be really careful with my dosage there. And that's something that you can't really eyeball. You just have to measure it. So do the normal calculations, you know, the length times the width. And then you get the average depth times 7.48. I believe that's the number for the gallons. And you can go online to all kinds of different sizing, pool sizing apps and use those. But you need to know the size of the pool, especially if it's a small pool so you can get the dosage correctly. One of the problems with a smaller body of water is that it turns much more rapidly than a larger body of water. For example, if there's a lot of bathers in there, let's say there's six people in a 7,000 gallon pool, this water is going to get cloudy much faster because technically it's a pretty heavy bathing load. If you like a 20,000 gallon pool with 15 people in it, I guess that would be a good way of looking at it. So a small little 7,000 gallon pool with, with five or six people in there is pretty overloaded for that size pool. So you'll find that the small pools turn very quickly. They'll get cloudy, murky, really ugly looking really fast. The only good thing about the small pools is they turn around really rapidly the other direction with the right filtration system. The ideal filtration system, in my opinion, for a small pool would be a 420 or 450 square foot cartridge filter. For some reason, I just think these larger cartridge filters do better on these small pools. And the turnaround time is really quick whenever you need to get them back in shape. So if the pool does get cloudy and you do have one of these larger quad type cartridge filters, the turnaround time is very rapid on these small pools. So that's a bonus. And then the flip side of that is that they do get kind of ugly quicker because they're a smaller body of water. The good thing is you don't need a lot of chlorine to shock it back in the shape. So for instance, if you had a customer that had a pool party and you left them with a gallon of liquid chlorine, they can pour that in right after the party and run the pool all night long. And by the next morning, that pool will be clear again because, again, it has a smaller body of water. Maybe not necessarily with an above-ground pool if you have really small equipment. It may take longer than overnight, but it will clear up pretty quickly if you run that above-ground pool for 24 hours and you do add, you know, the shock level of chlorine, which, again, in a 7,000-gallon pool, that would bring the chlorine level to 20 parts per million. A lot of that will be used up because the water, you know, of course, has a lot of chloramines in there and a lot of gunk in there. And so basically that 20 parts per million of chlorine is going to be used up immediately. And the next day you may be back down to five or six parts per million. And that's one of the things that you have to be aware of with a small pool. If there's a party, you maybe want to shock it before the swimmers go in there by raising the chlorine level up a little bit there. Leave the customer with some chlorine to shock the pool after the party. And then maybe set the runtime for that pool while you're there at the stop that week a lot longer so that when they have the pool running, it's going to clear up a lot quicker. I think that's a good little trick to do if there's a party and you're anticipating a lot of bathers is to set that pool timer to run the pool longer. On the other side of the coin, when you're going to heat a small pool, it heats up a lot more rapidly than a larger pool. It's just basic physics. You have a smaller body of water. And if you have the right size heater, that thing will heat up very rapidly. And usually the heaters that are installed are 400 BTU. You can get away with a 250 BTU heater in a small pool. Just remember that it'll take about twice as long to heat up. Even though it's a small body of water, it's going to heat up still pretty rapidly with a smaller heater. I prefer the 400 BTU heaters, but they've gotten really expensive. 
So if the customer wanted a 250 BTU heater, you can live with that in a small pool. It's fairly effective still in heating the pool up pretty rapidly in a small pool. I had an account that was about 6,000 gallons, and the customer had left the heater on the spa, put everything back in pool mode, and you would think, okay, after a few days, the pool is going to be maybe at 90 degrees or whatever. But since that pool was only 6,000 gallons, that thing was at 102 degrees, basically, because it heated up that pool like a spa. And every time the timer turned on, it would turn on the heater. And that thing was extremely warm. So that gives you an idea of a small pool and how easily it is to heat up that pool. If you're like in the high desert area or parts of Arizona where the temperatures are 110 degrees, 115 degrees in the summer, don't be surprised if your little seven or 8,000 gallon pool is at like 95 degrees because it's such a small body of water that it's not going to have time to cool down and it's going to heat up pretty rapidly. So in those areas, maybe a bigger pool might be better, but then again, you have the water usage and the size of the pool is a factor, um, maybe a negative factor environmentally. So the small pools in those hot areas tend to heat up a lot hotter than the bigger pools. So be aware of that if you're having a pool constructed in Arizona or the high desert of California and you're getting like an 8,000 gallon pool, just understand that that water temperature in the summer maybe is going to be the low of 85 and a high of 95. So it's going to be pretty warm and maybe not as comfortable as you would want it to be. A couple other nice benefits of having a small pool is that you can drain the pool and it's not going to cost you a fortune to refill it. So if you have to do an acid wash or if you want to just drain it periodically, you can drain that pool down pretty rapidly and filling it up is not going to break the bank. So there are some advantages of the small pool as far as maintenance and you can actually easily change the water. It'll drain down really rapidly. So you can do partial drains in small pools really rapidly. I like the small pools because they usually stay cleaner if you have an automatic cleaner in there. And usually you're going to take maybe half the hoses off the cleaner to get it to work effectively. I like using the Pentair Little Rebel in these smaller pools. Not the Pentair full-size Rebel, but the LIL Rebel. And this is like a miniature version for an above-ground pool. But they work extremely well in a small in-ground pool. One thing you may have to do is if you have it on a side port, and a variable speed pump. Keep it on a lower RPM when it's running and open up that valve to give it, or actually keep that valve a little closed to give it less suction, I should say, because those things really move fast. And if you're gonna connect it to a skimmer on a small pool, you may need two skimmer adapters. There's one that comes in the box. You may have to go online and get another one and just double stack them because those things really move with the pump, especially if you have a single speed pump. But a VS pump, variable speed pump, you can adjust the suction down and you can really lower the speed of that cleaner. But for small in-ground pools, the Little Rebel is my go-to cleaner. My second choice would be the Zodiac Ranger. Regardless of which suction cleaner you put in there, it's such a small body of water that it's going to stay really clean with that cleaner in there. It's a much faster pool to clean on your route. And if you could populate your pool route with, you know, eight or nine of these little tiny seven or 9,000 gallon pools, your day is going to be a lot easier. As a homeowner, these pools are easy to maintain. As I mentioned the chemistry aspect of it, that a little bit of chemicals go a long way. And it's really easy to balance a small pool because it's such a small body of water. And if it does turn on you, it's really easy to turn it back. So there are many advantages of a small pool. The cost of it's cheaper to construct. And it has a less uh, impact on the environment, especially if you're in a drought area. The smaller body of water is a way to go. 
So I like small pools. I like when customers downsize their pool to a smaller pool. That's happened to a few accounts where they've filled in some of the big pool area and remodeled it to a smaller pool. And I think that's definitely something to consider when you go to remodel your gigantic 1960, you know, 30,000 gallon pool. You might want to shrink it down a little bit and you can shrink it down by adding more steps to it. Maybe making the shallow end not as deep, putting in a big spa. Those are always a shrink down that pool that's gigantic. And one more advantage of a small pool is that you can actually make it rectangular or square and they get one of those automatic covers that go under the ground with the motor and they retract. I think those are the best thing to have on a small pool. It'll keep the pool warm. It'll actually make it safe for your kids. And it's going to keep the pool extremely clean because the automatic cover retracts and, and easily you can easily put it back on with the turn of a key. And I would recommend a small pool with an automatic cover on there. And it's really, really easy to maintain that kind of a pool. So small pools definitely have their advantages and they have their cautions when you're servicing a small pool. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, go to my website, swimmingforlearning.com, and on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.